Well, yesterday we were talking about how do we as groups work together uh, and avoid bureaucracy from hanging us all up. So we're going to talk about that some more today. I'm also announcing what we're, what we're going to be doing tomorrow, so stay with me. Here we are. It's uh, Wednesday, December the 13th uh, in the holiday season, 2023. And this is All Things Apostolic, and I am Nathaniel Wilson, and I am happy that you are with us today. This is a great day, and it's a little chilly this morning, and so a good hot cup of coffee makes a difference. Ironically, I'm drinking my coffee out of my new mug. Uh, so for Christmas, the sta- one of the staff members, Carol Seward, um, um, who works in admissions and is a, a tremendous asset. She, um, this is what she bought me for Christmas was six of these mugs. And uh, it says, uh, all things apostolic, news, views, and commentary. It's the kind of mug I like. I can't turn it too much. It'll spill, but it's real thick and heavy. It makes the coffee taste so much better. Don't drink ever drink coffee from a paper cup if you don't have to. There you go. So, um, and it, uh, the coffee's especially good this morning because uh, it's freezing in this studio. Uh, the HVAC has been down, and I just got a good news that they came out and checked it yesterday, and they found out it's uh, something minor, and they'll have it fixed by tomorrow. So if uh, Richard and I... Uh, the producer and myself don't, if we're not frozen stiff by tomorrow, uh, we'll see you then also. So anyway, it's a great morning, great morning, and um, God's blessing. Um, uh, I do want to talk about tomorrow for a moment. Tomorrow, that would be Thursday, December the 14th, um, uh, we will be interviewing... Uh, Joseph Salamita. Joseph Salamita um, owns Vanquish Studios in, where is it, in Palm Coast, Florida. And um, Vanquish Studios um, has been there. He's been in that business maybe 20 years, well, even before that, I think. But uh, And it's one of the top and most well-known studios around, and um, definitely competed with the multi-million dollar studios there in Florida, other studios. Um, And uh, the studio's actually known worldwide. So uh, anyway, we are in the process, and have been for a period of time, and it's been a great uh, vexation of soul that uh, we are trying to get our primary, world-class, really, truly world-class, world-class studios made, completed, created, ready to use, uh, and all things apostolic, and a whole lot of other things will be coming out of those studios that have to do with reaching our world in the day in which we live. 
So, um, so uh, Brother Salamita was out here with us and was, uh, we consulted with him all day yesterday. Uh, myself and a group of people that are a specialist in all the particular areas that are needed for production. And um, it was a great meeting. Far, it was significantly above my expectations. Um, and the man knows his business. He is uh, he's just tremendous. So anyway, um, tomorrow we will, we will uh, interview him here in the studio, and um, you will, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a, it's just, it's different. Uh, it's different and really, really good. So anyway, join us tomorrow. Don't miss that. You're going to want to be a part of it. A lot of things that we want to do um, out of the university and out of Wilson Academy, which is K through 12, which is being accelerated uh, great things about that. Not today, but we'll talk about what's happening with Wilson Academy online. So uh, young people have an al alternative in terms of parents have an alternative also in terms of uh, where they're going to school and some of the uh, stuff that's going on in some of our schools. And the day we're, we're in, I wouldn't send my kids to that school. And there's some right here in our area that have become just silly so uh, but silly in a in serious matters so anyway um, all of that is is coming down the line and we'll be talking about it but all of those things will utilize uh, the studio and then there's children's ministries that we're working on uh, there's youth ministries that we're working on what else um, a bunch of other stuff. There's even music stuff. So this studio is an audio recording studio, but it's also a videography studio. It's also a um, uh, number of other things. And uh, so anyway, I think you'll enjoy the interview uh, tomorrow about all of those things. One of the things that we said we're going to talk about today to continue what we talked about yesterday um, is... Really, it was spawned out of um, one of the one of the instructors here and uh, one of the vice presidents texting me about some stuff, uh, the information and content for a class that is being created. We are going to be offering a business bachelor's degree. Uh, centered around the theology of BAM, it's going to be the most exciting. <laughs> business degree anywhere, um, and that's coming next year, hopefully. But um, anyway, that was the first thing that that uh, triggered my thoughts on what we talked about just a little bit yesterday and we're talking about today, and that is the struggle um, that uh, group, what I would call group togetherness, group efforts, um, the struggle for the mission of a group that's working together to find its way to actualization. So oftentimes the mission, let's say the 100% mission starts here, but by the time it gets organized and by the time it gets funded and by the time it gets proper planning and some structure, 
I mean, things as simple as how are we going to get to the wherever we're doing this, what are we going to do when we get there, and so forth. By the time you get through all that, sometimes the 100% mission um, ends up, we're just trying to find a way to quantify it, uh, 80% or 60% or sometimes much lower than that, 30%. So the mission gets diluted in the process. Uh, yet we know that group efforts are uh, in a class far beyond just individual efforts oftentimes. Now, an individual may trigger something that becomes bigger, but when it becomes bigger, it becomes a group effort because you need uh, all hands on deck. And one human being is located in one human body with the limitations of just being one human body. So uh, consequently... It, life is fixed where we have to work together. Uh, on top of that, I might just mention here, and this kind of digresses into a bigger subject that we don't want to get off on today, but it plays in this uh, a role in this discussion, um, is the role of uh, individuality versus community participation. So this is a polarity, and uh, I don't want to get much deeper in this today, but this is a polarity between one's individuality and one's being part of community. A, polo a polarity means power is created by two opposites staying connected in a tensional relationship. So that's my individual, that's my definition of a polarity. Like a battery, you've got a positive and negative, which are opposites. And they repel each other. But together, when they're together, and they have to tolerate this, this tensional, this repulsion uh, relationship, uh, then that's how you get power in the battery to start your car or your lawnmower or whatever it is that has a battery. So, um, so that's how we are as humans people who isolate, people who uh, are just caught up in individuality, or they've been hurt. The, a lot of things can make us do it. We're all tempted to do this at times. Uh, so we get hurt, or, we, or somebody does really, truly just does you wrong and um, uh, or treats you like a, a piece of trash. <laughs> so... Um, or abuses you as they've got authority in a corporate setting or something and they abuse you and humiliate you. I had that happen to me when I was 15 years old. It didn't last long but because uh, I get, ended up getting fired because I said, don't say that again to the boss. So that went over real well. But anyway, I'm here. I got another job. I stayed alive. That's been uh, <clears throat> a long time ago. So... Um, but when you've got when you've got group efforts and the individual has to collaborate with others, there's constantly different ideas that come from different backgrounds and different mindsets that have created from the background they came from. They may not even know that their background is inferior in the ideas that it's producing to what they could get if they would listen. Uh, on the other hand, this guy over here or this one over here, or this one, or any number of them, um, 
you, you go through that in an attempt to find the superior ideas and understanding of the thing and shared with group. Now, this is what a group meeting ought to do. A group meeting should not be uh, someone just dictating everything and then the group meeting is considered a success if he browbeats everybody into agreeing with him or she browbeats everybody agreeing with her. Uh, a group meeting, when we talk about something that's consensus, then they call that consensus. They all voted for it, okay? But when we talk about consensus, consensus uh, con is with and census is is sensible and uh, so with sensibility we uh, that means we have collaborated in thinking until in, in all of our combined thinking we have ferreted out where the best thinking came from now you can't stand and and crow like a banny rooster when your thinking ended up to be the top of the heap because in other situations, your thinking won't be top of the heap. Nobody's thinking is always top of the heap. There's somebody that there's niches of uh, in group efforts of where people are superior in knowledge or superior in training or superior in experience. And so this is the value of the group meeting besides the fact that it gives more muscle, more, more horsepower, more horses pulling the, the plow or the carriage or whatever it's pulling the wagon, um, but also you find the optimum that that particular human group can produce. I mean, that's the hope that happens in groups. It doesn't happen many times. It doesn't happen that way. But that's the that's the ideal. That is the utopic ideal that we start out with when we say, "Let's work together on this," and then we have to put up with our own. Uh, particularities of human agency, and uh, and those that becomes difficult. It's it's stressful. However, we have to put up with the stress. We cannot go back and live in the desert like a hermit. We have to we have to love one another, and uh, there's no such thing as a healthy individual who lives in isolation. They are they are not healthy. They're just they're just they're not. And um, and they get twisted. Uh, likewise, somebody that loses their personal identity completely, and in community, they have no personal identity. Their identity is a very usually a very quick mind that can figure out what the community wants them to be, and then they adjust to be what their particular community wants them to be. Because they're seeking favor and validation, but uh, but they 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 don't have a, a strong knowledge of self. So all of this is included when we start talking about group efforts, and all of us are involved to one degree or another in group efforts, whether it's secular, whether it's educational, or whether it's uh, religious. Um, this is something that can't be avoided. So that we need to work together. So the whole discussion is, how do we do that? Now, the other place that this little discussion came out of is that uh, when the staff here sent me this stuff because they were impressed with it, I also was impressed. It was in one of the books that is required reading in one of the courses. And uh, 
It just so happened that the next night, which was last Thursday night, um, we had a Christmas season fellowship dinner gathering. Christmas season fellowship dinner gathering for uh, a bunch of pastors. It was for pastors and uh, and their wives. And they were mostly from Northern California, uh, some from the West Coast, some from other states, some all the way from Florida that came. And on that Thursday night, we had to get together. Uh, it wasn't some kind of rally. It was at our house. It was a dinner. And um, it was a great dinner. Everything was, was super and uh, festive. And everybody had a great time. But there was about well, 40 or 50 of us there. And um, uh, in that, we just talked a little bit about the struggle in group togetherness and the efforts to avoid bureaucratic bungling or bureaucratic snafus that tie everything up or confuse it or reduce its power and its efficiency. Uh, and how do we do that? Because we all, I mean, everybody, this isn't a, a political thing. Everybody gets frustrated at the bureaucratic hangups and th it slows things down. And, and, uh, and I don't know, it's just, uh, I think you understand. So, um, in talking about that, uh, the elusive, the elusive elixir of working together is important to find, uh, we never agree on every little point. We may agree on almost every little point in doctrine and um, uh, in living a holy life and uh, other basics like that. But when it comes to process of getting the work of God done, uh, we're not all going to agree because some of us are more acquainted with things that would that would work, that have proven to work, but the others have never even heard of them. So you've got that. And then you've got, on the other hand, the group has to restrain people because they, uh, they go off half-cocked or they're, they're going to waste money. They're going to ask for money from the group, and then they're going to waste it. And um, all, all kinds of things that happen. And then when they're rejected, they feel like, well, they give stuff to him, but they don't give it to me. And that guy got a grant, and this guy, and uh, that must be politics. And it, all of that is part and parcel of what is uh, of what of what is encountered when we try to work together. This is why men are just independent. I mean, those men. It may not be why they're independent, but it's why their daddy was independent or their grandpa. So they're in a line where, oftentimes, where they have uh, that's just the way they've been raised. Um, and uh, that's one way to avoid bureaucracy, but also it leaves a person incomplete. Not knocking, I'm just telling the truth. It leaves a person incomplete. And, uh, or, under the banner of being independent, they will actually have their own uh, unacknowledged, unacknowledged organization that doesn't have a name but it's as organized as any other organization is. So all of this is all, it, but it's not sinister. Uh, that's what we need to get. When we need to understand that 
that struggling through these things and talking about them, it's not something sinister. It's not something that is diabolical. It's not something that is threatening everybody. Because what we're trying to do is get uh, a group effort that will work where structures, structures get created and then people fall in love with structures. They become a tradition. People, some people are vested in them because it's where they have a position. And um, in some cases, there's monetary uh, value in the position where they're receiving uh, remunerations of some kind. Now, not not in the organization I'm in or the fellowship, but in others, that's true. And um, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, but that that invest people in the existing process, which may be antiquated or obsolete or shop worn or worn out, and uh, and not working. And we talked about the other day that we need to be aware of this and we don't need to put our head in the sand because um, when you look at the entire world, there's things that there's, there's major multi-million dollar corporations that did put their head in the sand or did not see uh, the changes coming that corporately they would have to make change to survive. And so we talked about that. There's cars that don't exist anymore. There's major retailers that don't exist anymore. There's others that right now are struggling with going the same way. I mean, they're still here, and some of them are still prominent, but but they're struggling. Like, um, I don't know, Macy's comes to mind at this point, struggling with this. And Neiman Marcus, a, a, a very expensive store, um, and and others that are that haven't found, but there's new models. So Amazon comes out of nowhere, and nobody even heard of Amazon a few years ago, and becomes one of the primary not only delivery companies but marketers uh, of goods, and um, and Walmart and you know Costco and some of these they they have seen. Somehow, somebody in the group, in the collaboration, somebody uh, has seen how things have adjusted. And um, the two words that are used, the difference, primary difference in the 20th century and the 21st century is decentralization. So if you go in a, in a Costco, uh, people go to Costco because they love just being there and seeing what's going to be there today. And they like the way it's laid out. And a lot of it is they have to serve themselves. Uh, it's, 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 it's a different deal. Uh, there's people they can ask for stuff, but it's, it's a different kind of, of, of operation, retail. So, so all of this is, is the, I don't know what causes decentralization to be the main thing today, but even in, the, in, in these new generations, last two generations, um, they don't care anything about bureaucracy. They don't care anything really about organizations. Church denominations have went down because of these things. So all of this is, is part of what is happening in this. So how do we create processes where structures come and go as they support emerging work, but when that work is done, uh, then it has the lightness of feet to move to the next one. Important subjects. Thank you for being with me.